Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The government's new Commission on Taxation and Welfare will examine the possibility of moving to a more European-style social insurance or social welfare system model where unemployment benefits are linked to previous PRSI contributions. This would see those who have been in long-term employment being entitled to a higher payment than the standard job seekers allowance that could potentially be a percentage of their former salary for a set period after they lose their job. Uh, This type of arrangement already exists in several European countries and many view the government's pandemic unemployment payment as an attempt to bridge the gap between the current system and the more contributions-based system. So the US government also provides welfare assistance to temporary assistance and needy families, the TANF. And the Congress created TANF to prevent welfare recipients from abusing the welfare programme by mandating that all recipients find a job within two years or risk losing their welfare benefits. Welfare recipients often receive a bi-weekly or monthly payment in the form of food stamps, vouchers or in some cases direct payments and the goal of welfare is to support families and individuals in the need in need as they work towards getting or securing uh, a job you know, and a financial security in the future. Now, I'm not going to go into all this in detail, right? But there was a time in Ireland, it's not the same now, when I was a young fella, that if you lost your job, you got the dole or the labour as it was called. And then after a period of time when your stamps ran out, what would happen is you would go on to social assistance. You would have to apply for social assistance, which was a reduced payment. It was based on means, whereas the dole wasn't based on means. We changed that whole system and now everybody just gets job seekers. Now, in other countries in the world, and to give you a simplified version of what happens in America, say you have a good job and you're on $1,000 a week and you lose your job. Well, then when you go on the dole, you get a decent percentage of what you used to earn. After a certain period of time, let's say three or six months, that drops down to a lower percentage, say 50%, let's just say. Then after nine months, it goes down again to say 30%. And eventually after a year or two years, whatever the period of time is, you go on to a basic dole payment or social welfare payment, which is just about enough to scrape by on. And what they found in research is that people, before they get to that minimum payment of, let's say, $120, which is feck all, and you can't live really on that, people somehow seem to find a job because nobody wants to end up in that situation. So it eradicates or certainly reduces the amount of long-term social welfare dependence. Now, we are heading into a period of uncertainty in Ireland where we are going to have a high unemployment rate. Uh, For a short period of time, I hope, I think the economy should bounce back quickly once we can get this ended quickly as well. That's up to our government to end this stuff that's going on at the moment so we can start to bounce back again. But we need to keep the money in the economy. That's one thing we we talked about last night. And we also need to look after those who are short-term unemployed. Now, the long-term unemployed, the 6% that were unemployed back in 2019, they they don't want to work. They don't want to, you know, engage in society. They're quite happy to sponge and live off the social welfare. I'm talking about the long term, the 6% who couldn't get a job when we had full employment. So they don't want to work. I'm not talking about disability. I'm not talking about pensioners. The ones that don't want to work. So really and truly, they shouldn't be rewarded with a decent payment because that only encourages them to continue doing what they're doing. So the question is, should we change the social welfare system Whereby, say, after... Now, I'm giving you an example. This is not what the government is proposing, but there's a proposal to change it. Whereby, say, after a year, for the first year, you get, say, I don't know, 60% of your previous salary. 
for the second year, you get 30% of your previous salary. And eventually into the third year, you go down to a basic payment of, say, 150 quid. After that, you will see that people will want to get a job. Would you think that's a good idea to eradicate the idea of people and generations of families living on social welfare? Let me know what you, get, what you think of the idea. Uh, the number is 087 That's 087 Donal, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Donal? Hi, how are you doing? Fabulous day, isn't it? Ah, are you down the quarry again? I'm not. I'm going out with him now and about two o'clock. All right. Okay. You, dog, and, yeah. you and the dog. No. You and the dog. Me and the dog. Uh, me, How's the quarry? My, my true friend. He understands me. Like. Yeah, what quarry, by the way, do you go to? It's here in Tipperary, like. All right, okay. Yeah, it's just up be, Keeper just... Hill, like. It's, it's, it's the tallest hill there in Tipperary. Yeah, just be careful then, like, if you're going there. I can't explain it to EWG, you know, not in the book countryside. And <laughs> and that, <so> <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> what? It's just that I've never been in the countryside. I've never been in rural Ireland. Uh, I think there's only one reason the dubs go up the Dublin mountains, I think. That's, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, well, so. <laughs> well, like, carry on, like, up to no good, like. <laughs> Well, as my mother said, the only reason to go up is to bury someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to bury somebody. She's a woman without a filter. I'm only passing on the message. Right, okay. <laughs> Donal, would you be in favour of an idea where, you know, we have a reducing, I mean, they call it job fair in some countries. Yeah. So it's a reducing yeah. level of social welfare payments to encourage people to get to work. No, 110% I would be a favourite. The only people that the government want to look after today is the layabouts. What happened to the day when you when you bettered yourself and you got on? Like you just take the property tax. Labour are calling for an increase in the property tax to be like the bank could own more of your house and they're called it an asset that you're rich because you have a big mortgage because you're going out to work every day and you're bettering yourself. You're rich. Yeah, that's what's happening in this country. So if you go out to work, you're a fool. But uh, but like but then you have pride in yourself and, and you know what I mean. The, the labels were social democrat, these socialists and labour and people before profit give everything free. Nobody has to work, but we tax the super rich. We tax about the one percent, and they want they with their money. Do with their money, they'll just go. I mean, they I don't, to, I, I don't disagree with somebody say like yourself. Maybe let's say you lost your yeah. job tomorrow, yeah. for, for, and you pay tax all your life. So yeah. for, for the first say six months. You should get a fairly substantial percentage of what you exactly. were earning. You know. Exactly, because you paid your tax, you paid your peers. Now, I go a step further. If you have to work in this country, you should get no pension. You should get no old age ah, see, But yeah, but that's it. See, don't, it's easy to say and throw out a line like that, okay? But, but, but I, no, 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 hang on. Work, like, yeah, no, hang on. You I, and, and you're right. Work. I understand, you know, morally you are right. But realistically, you can't not give somebody money because all that happens then is we have a litany of people lying in the streets in sleeping bags. So you can't do that. You no, know what I mean? Because if you don't give somebody, if you say to somebody you've never worked a day in your life, you're not getting a pension. So what are they going to live on? But I tell you now, look at the other end of the scale. There's people now getting interviews for jobs and they know what the person is doing. Would I be better off in the door or better off in the job? Oh, That's yeah. a horrible way to think. Oh, I know. And to have that choice. No, I, I, no, I, no, I give you a funny story. When I had my own business going back about 11 years ago, yeah. and this was during the Celtic Tiger, right? And, and to be honest with you, during the Celtic Tiger, the same as, by the way, in 2019, or 19, just before the pandemic started, when we had full unemployment, you couldn't walk down the road and somebody would offer you a job, right? But anyway, yeah. they, we put an ad in for, we were looking for somebody, an assistant, you know, administration work in the place that I, was, that I had. And I got about four applications for the job. And three of them turned up for the interview. And one, one of them, the three of them were useless, right? But one of them turned up a half an hour late, stood outside the door, even though she was late, smoking. And I went yeah. out and I said, are you actually going to come in? 
Oh, yeah, I'll be in a minute. I'm just on the phone. Right, well, yeah. right okay. Now, first, that, that, that's, look, you, she wasn't going to get a job. So she walked in, sat in the office. I said, so why are you interested in the job? I'm not really because you fill out this to say I came for the interview. Yeah, tick the box. And I exactly. said, no, I can't fill out that to say I came for the interview. Yeah. I said, get out. Yeah. Now, I yeah. really probably should have reported her to the Department of Social Welfare. But the point is, she had no interest in getting work. But by the problem in this country, if you cannot have this conversation on RTE or TV3 or most of the media in this country because you will be told you're wrong. And it's true. No, people, I'm, not saying, by the way, I'm not saying everybody who loses their job is like that because most people want to get back to work again. Nile, if you were on, if you were on unemployment there, as you said, the 6%, I think it's, it's quite a lot more. Why, why are we giving these people free money? They just will not work. They're going to rear their kids not to work. And they're all playing the, the victim. This Pavy Pint, he's forever playing the victim. Oh, the victim, the victim, the victim. It's, what's wrong with capitalism? If you want to get better yourself, work hard. What's wrong with that? Okay, so you would agree with a decreasing system, with, in yes. other words, at a lower pay. And by the way, somebody mentions now, what about people under the age of 25? Personally, if you're under 25 and you have no dependents, i.e. you don't have children, right? You shouldn't be getting the dough. You should get food stamps. Well, no, I would, somebody wouldn't even do that. You should be working. There's no reason. If you're, under, if you're under 25 and you're an able-bodied person and you don't have dependents, get out and get a job. No, I have two sons. One is 30, one is Now, I am talking about normal times, obviously, not during but, COVID, obviously. No, I have two sons. One is 30, one is 21. I would have never tolerated them sitting at home doing nothing. And if parents do that and if the government do that, then it's going to keep happening. We just have a country full of do-gooders and politicians that are afraid to say what's on their mind. I know there's politicians out there that think like I do, but they're afraid of their life to speak their mind. Stay there for a second, Donald. Let me go to Tom. Tom, you're in Ireland's classic hits. How are you doing, Tom? Oh, hello. How are you doing? Good. Tom, you believe the system is kind of rigged in some way? Or well, fixed? Well, well to, to, a, to a degree. I mean, my own personal situation is uh, when the financial crisis hit in 2008, I'm, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a carpenter and builder by trade okay when when the financial crisis hit i decided to take the opportunity to go back and train so i did a diploma a degree and then i got a master's degree um and then i i thought great that's great you know i'm set now i'm going out and what was your master's job. degree in tom sorry in business and management okay yeah from from a from a well-known and well-respected dublin university okay right yeah uh, and i thought that's great i'm set away i go out to look for work and went out looking for work six months down the line nothing a year down the line nothing uh i got to the point where i was making i've i've made in the last two years i've made in around two two and a half to three thousand job applications um and generally what happens is that you of of those applications 90 percent you never hear anything from him. You won't again. even get a reply. Yeah. Nothing. Right? No, can I ask that man a question? I, you're going to ask him the same question that, I was just about, that I'm just about well, to ask him, but go on. Why doesn't he apply for a job as a labourer or apply for a job in a supermarket or do well, what I've well, done? Well, I, I was driving a truck and I went away and I learned how to drive a bus. Yeah, well, I did. No, no, no. I'm not having a go, Tom, but the question I'm going to ask you is, you mentioned you're a carpenter. I am, yeah. You can't get a carpenter, a plumber, an electrician or anybody, a tradesman for love and money at the moment. So, is that right? Well, I mean, let me tell you, I would love to know where all that work is, because... Aye, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, the construction industry is flying. 
right, and let me All tell you. Let me just tell you. If you, if you ring, if you ring to get, say you want to get an extension built or a new kitchen in or whatever it is at the moment, there's a waiting list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, well, I have to tell you, I don't know where all this work is. And, and, and actually, by the way, well I, done to you on getting the masters. I'm not having a go at you. Fair play to you. Unfortunately, at the moment with COVID, it's a bit of a mess trying to get a job, and I get that. Okay, well, the, but, the, but the you have whole, something I mean, to fall back idea, on. The whole idea of getting the masters was because when I was out on the sites, you know, I'd see all these old, old fellows out on the sites, broken up knees, broken up hands. I get I that. Said, I get I that. I said to myself, right, I don't want to do that. I, I understand there's a lot of things you don't want to do in life, Tom, but sometimes needs must. The point I'm making is there's a backup. You do have a backup plan, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. Listen, no, no. I went, I went, uh, it, I'm not, uh, let me tell you, I'm far from uh, afraid of doing any work. I went to work in McDonald's, in a McDonald's restaurant. And those McDonald's restaurants, uh, now that is. Okay. That is I, work, I, I, but I. Right. I mean, fair play to the people who work there. But Tom, I'm well done to you for doing that. But I'm saying, you're a skilled man. You're the a carpenter. I know, listen, in Ireland, that you are not a skilled man. If you have a trade, if you have a, if you have a degree, if you have a master's degree, you just aren't considered to be... To, to okay, have so how long, how, really long, how long are you out of work now? Two years. So you, before, years. So you were out of work before COVID? I, I, I was, yeah, and, and and I'm not entitled to any kind of a payment because uh, when I got married, my wife's salary took me over the the threshold, so I get nothing. I am ignored by the Irish government. And by the way, that's nothing. a whole other thing we have to look at as well, is why when we're means testing, sometimes if people, you, just because they happen to live together, they make them get on the best. Okay, but that, and I don't know whether you and your wife get on. But the situation is... But the point is, right... You have something to fall back on. I'm not saying that's what you want to do, but you have something to fall back on. And I'm lost as to how you haven't worked in two years. Well, as a, not I considered you're trying, a, let me tell you. What, okay, can, I, can I ask you a question? What, I don't know where you live, but what part of the country do you live in? I live in Dublin. And you're telling me you can't get a job as a carpenter? Yeah, I am. I'm absolutely telling you that. I am merciful Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that. I, that's the back to the mark. But there are other complications around that. Me needing to get work as a carpenter, and they are things like I don't have transport. Um, you know, uh, the, 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 there's various different things around that. But I do okay, well, have, okay, well, le- leaving have, your own personal situation, I don't want to go too much into your own personal details. But leaving that aside, the idea that we change the social welfare system so somebody who loses their job for the first six or seven months will rely on their stamps that they've earned all throughout their life or paid for throughout their life, and then it's a reducing amount. Would you agree with that type of system? Uh, well, no, because I think there are a lot of people uh, in this country who are invisible, uh, effectively, in the same in the same way as I am. You know, there are a lot of people that that don't get caught by the net there. And the the figure, I mean, this figure of, you know, that that uh, um, the basic rate of unemployment is 6%. Is well, well, it was, rubbish, it was 6%. Yeah. Well, it's, that's got to be a load of rubbish. Well, no, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't rubbish. We had, a, if you go back to 2011, we had a 16.5% unemployment rate. In fairness, the only credit I can give to Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil is, is that they did create employment and we ended up with, with the lowest unemployment rate we'd had probably in the history of the state, which was 6.5%. Now, you can't, if you look at any country in the world, you will never get lower than that because there will always be a percentage of the population who believe that they're better off on the dole and they won't go to work. 
I don't know. I don't. don't you don't think that happens, do you? A very, very, very small percentage. Of ah, you know, Tom. Now, with that, the greatest respect, you're looking at the world through rose tinted glasses. Are you telling me well, you don't? I you think don't think there's a I huge think... amount of people out there that don't work and and just have no interest in getting a job? Well, I think it's looking through rose tinted glasses to imagine that the unemployment rate is what the, the government say it is. I mean, because no, it's... Yeah, yeah, sorry, well, sorry, Tom. Just say something to that gentleman, Tom. Tom, I, I say you're a wonderful gentleman, but you strike me as the sort of person you went away and got this mastered and master's degree. You think now you're too good to work at any other job. If you want your transport, if you want, if you want work, you, there's thousands of jobs out there labouring and building sites. They can't get labourers and paying good money, damn good money. My son is getting damn good money. Go out, get a job, better yourself, get your transport. If a job comes up that suits your master's degree, take that and best look to you. But to come on the radio whinging that you can't get a job in the last two years, and that's what it is. Playing the victim, playing the victim, that's all it is. Just go out and get a job. Go back to McDonald's. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't. No, 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 I mean, okay, okay, look, he doesn't want to go back to McDonald's. He doesn't want to go back to yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, but, but you go out and get a job as a labourer, a good, honest job. I, I What's worked wrong with good, honest work? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I worked at, but there is a, there is a plan. And this is not, there is a plan, and the plan is that uh, I did my time, I did my trade, I did my time on the, uh, on the sites, and now I want to move forward, right? This is not me going, oh, yeah, no, no, no I'm not going back. Sure, I went and got a job. I went and got a job in McDonald's. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not bothered about Yeah, but, 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 but unfortunately, Tom, you, the, the, the plan has come at a very bad time. And you realise that, obviously. Um, we're, we're, we're in the, the middle plan. of a recession. Well, there's going to be a recession for the next year or two. Another one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, unfortunately, your timing couldn't have been worse with your, with your master's degree. So the point is that everybody is saying, and a lot of people have to do this. I spoke to a guy yesterday, uh, about three days ago, myself and Ashley were talking to a guy, and he's a master chef, and he's working in a car park. Right? So, unfortunately, that's just the way it is at the moment. No, well, I, I mean, I've had the master's degree since 2014. And have you, what have you been working at since 2014? Uh, I, I haven't really been working. I've been doing bits and bobs here and there, as I say. I mean, I went working in... Since 2014, you haven't been working? Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, you go, yeah. on, but I. Haven't been making, but I haven't been claiming, I haven't been making any claim on the social welfare. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying you have. I'm just saying it seems unusual that that's, you know, seven years. He thinks that uh, I'm some kind of... Uh, on the no, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that for a minute, but I'm just saying seven years for a man who has a skill as a carpenter at a time, you know, even going back three years ago before COVID, I know construction was hit a little bit hard at the start of COVID. It's back again now. But before the COVID, construction was out the door. You couldn't get, you just couldn't get workers. They were important workers. And you're telling me that as a skilled carpenter, you can't go, you couldn't get work. That doesn't, that doesn't matter in this country. Any kind of ah, it does acad- matter. academic qualifications or anything, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about who you know. And it's got absolutely okay. nothing to do with. Well, unfortunately, if you don't, if you don't have someone to give you a job, you won't make your own work, Tom. I, 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 I'm lost in relation to that. But I get the point that you're making. By the way, that you haven't been obviously a liability to the state. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. I'm asking you: Should we reform the social welfare system to reduce the payments over time? 
uh, for long-term unemployment to encourage people to go back to work. This is the suggestion, by the way, by the government's new commission on taxation and welfare. And it's something that's been done in most countries in the world where you get a good payment at the start because you paid your stamp depending on how long you've worked. And we used to do it in this country. And as according to time goes on, the payment is reduced to encourage you to get back to work again. Yes, yeah, so when I was reading this this morning, it just got me thinking, and we have talked about this in the past over the last three or four years, and maybe now it's actually coming to fruition. The government, new commission on taxation and welfare, will examine the possibility of moving to a more European-style social insurance model, or social welfare model as we call it, where unemployment benefits are linked to previous PRSI contributions. In other words, um, you know, it goes down. In scales, as according to your your stamps, we used to call it years ago. Your stamps run out. That's the way it used to be. And I don't know when it changed. Stephen, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Hi, now. Good afternoon. Stephen, just let's clarify, because I was trying to Google this this morning. But in my day, now I was, I've never been on the dole touch wood in my life, right? But in my day, you went on what they called the labour or the dole, right? Back in the 70s and 80s, right? And then you got, say, 40 quid. That would have been the going rate at the time. And you'd be on it until your stamps ran out. And then you'd be you'd have to apply for social assistance. And that was then means tested, which ended up at about 25 quid. So when did that all change, that everybody just got job seekers? I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was sometime in the 80s when the country was going through some serious financial problems. Because remember, PRSI stands for Pay Related Social Insurance, and the, the, the hints in the name, Related. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, this is something we've discussed before, and for dec- over, well over a decade, I've been calling for this. I was, I was very happy to hear both the Taoiseach and the Tornishta saying that we are probably going to move to this kind of system. Because, as, as you said, in most other countries, it's the norm. If you lose your job, you pay, pay related in that it's a form of insurance policy in that you get maybe 80%, 70% of your salary, and over time it drops down. So if you are generally trying to get work between jobs and you need support between jobs, you get proper support. So you're essentially getting your money back that you paid in. So the longer you've worked, obviously, the more stamps and contributions you'll have, and and obviously the, the better the payment that you will get for a short period of time after you lose your job. Absolutely, and at the moment we do have job seekers benefit, which, which that is supposed to be, and job seekers allowance for those whose stamps, as you say, run out. But the crazy thing is, job seekers benefit is the same amount as job seekers That's allowance. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a universal amount now. It's just two hundred and three euro or whatever it is. So it's a universal amount. Yeah, I mean, we do have a difference between contribution and non-contribution based based, based pension. So I think at the very least. Well, there's not, mu- fairness, there's not much of a difference in fairness, really, is there? No, there that's, is. That's, there a, whole, that's a whole other debate. That's probably another argument. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. But I, I'd be absolutely delighted to see the system come in. Um, and I think the PUP was an indication that it, people realise that those who work and want to work um, need more than, than the payment. But the other thing, as we discussed before, when the hard left comment, oh, you can't survive on 203 euro, it's not just a 203. We've discussed before, there are numerous other allowances and still a family of two adults and three kids in Dublin end up getting around 43,000 a year when you add everything in. And that's quite a substantial amount. And for a lot of people they're kind of, who are working, they look and they go, why do I bother? So, in other words, we need a fair system. Now, the argument against it is, and I suppose the socialist argument against it is, is that we would have a reducing amount, similar to, say, in the United States, whereby you end up uh, after two years on the basic amount, which is really not enough to, you know, to have a decent lifestyle or anywhere you know, enough to live on. And I, and I know in America the research shows that people don't tend not to end up on that amount because they'll just go and get a job because they don't want to end up on that amount. But people say, well, what about those who are long-term unemployed? And we know that's generational in this country with a lot of families. You know, dad and mom have been unemployed, kids are unemployed, the area they live in, uh, low socioeconomic backgrounds, etc. And you can't marginalise them by having them on really low payments. Well, the hard left are always great at spending other people's money. Um, but I think the reality is, as you said in the States, it, it shows that when the amount does fall, people do find a job. 
And in, in, until 2019, or before COVID, there was no real reason for anyone who was able-bodied um, not to be able to find a job. It mightn't be a job you like, but most people have ambition. You might start off in a job and then you learn, you upskill. The other thing I think at the moment is, is great for anyone who does want to upskill. There are so many third-level courses on the equivalent that are totally free. Mm-hmm. And even if you are working, you can still avail of them and do them at night. And if you're not working, now is the perfect time to upskill because it's all... Third level education, a lot of it is completely free. And now is the time, I think, to take advantage of it. And do you think, I mean, they are predicting, obviously, high unemployment rates by the end of the year. And um, when this, you know, when the, when the employers, um, uh, what you call it, the, the um, employers allowance for during the PUP payment and the PUP payments and the employers allowance for employees during the pandemic disappears. Um, we're predicting that a lot of companies may let some people go because the business wouldn't be as good as it was. Maybe it'll take time to, for businesses to bounce back, for the economy to bounce back, etc. So we're probably going to see somewhere around between 16 and 20% unemployment, I imagine. Um, do you think that's going to recover quickly or will it take five years like it did the last time? No, I don't think it's going to take five years because it's not just um, Ireland, it's all over the world. I mean, in my business, I, as you know, I work in IT, I deal with a lot of retail customers, and they're already seeing a huge pent-up demand in people coming in. I think we're going to see a surge in many areas of people spending money. Some people, yes, who haven't been able to work or lost their jobs are struggling, but there's a, large member, there's a large number of other people in society, as we see with the savings, where there is money to be spent, and that will, I think, wash through the system and help. This is um, the 120 billion in savings. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of private sector people haven't been affected. The public sector haven't been affected. Uh, those who are working from home, well, they, they're getting the same salary, maybe. They're not, they're not spending money on commuting or eating out. So there is money there. And that, I think, will be spent. Um, certainly, but there, are, there is 500,000 people who've been directly affected, those who were on PUP payments, by the way, during the lockdowns. So there is 500,000 out of that workforce. So what's the workforce? Roughly 2.4 million uh, people who have been directly affected, which I know is only about a quarter, 25% of people, but still. Well, if you're one of them, it's, it's huge. I mean, I do know people in that situation, and, and it's very hard, and, and they're struggling, and we shouldn't forget that. The good side of that is when there is money in the economy and people will spend, a lot of those jobs will come back. Um, I know in my own area, a number of retail customers I deal with are actually taking on staff, and they're opening new premises, and, they're up, and they've refurbished their premises in the time they were shut. So they do expect there will be more business coming in. And I would certainly hope... 12 months' time, we will be in a different place. I don't, in six months' time, it won't be perfect, but I would certainly hope in a year's time, I don't think it's going to take five years or anywhere near that. No, I hope it's 12 months' time, we won't even hear the word COVID. Uh, well, stay there for a second, Absolutely. Steve. Stay there, Stephen. Robert, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Robert? Hi, Dale. How's things going? Robert, I mean, this, this whole idea that the government's suggesting that they want to reform the social welfare system to a, a decreasing model similar to Europe, whereby you get a, a higher amount of money when you lose your job initially based on how much money you've paid into the system, and then it reduces over time to encourage you to get a job. Do you think it's a good idea? Well, not, not really, to be honest, now. Like, you know, but it, I, it, my personal opinion is that like, it's just an attack on the welfare system again, like, you know? What do you, mean, what do you mean an attack on the welfare system? Well, it's just, like, first of all, like, can I say to a previous caller there, he was a carpenter and he was out of work. Yeah. Um, any good carpenter will not be out of work in Ireland at the moment, like, you know? Yeah, I can't understand that either, but that yeah, meant, yeah. I don't know his personal circumstances anyway, but... Yeah, yeah. there could be something else there, but my, my opinion, Neil, is that, like, like it's kind of a ploy that's been kind of thrown there all the time that it kind of attacked the welfare system where well it's not attack it you always want to improve it and you want to make it better and you also want to eradicate a problem and the the, the problem there of people who 
you know, and, and look, we can't deny it. There are people who are living on welfare and we're quite happy to live on welfare. By well, the way. Lyle, if you think about it, like if, like if someone's living on welfare, they probably have no qualifications, very limited education. So there's a very limited job network there for them, like, you know, so if mm-hmm. they're working for a full week, they could be probably getting maybe 400 euros. So, but like, if they go working, they lose everything else. So they lose all their benefits, the yeah. But like, well, okay, that's, I, I, well, that's the point Stephen is making, that we have to make working attractive. You know what well, I mean? Like, I just kind of was thinking about it there, like that, like, in a normal, like, before the, the PUP, we'd say there was 350,000 people out of work average. So it was costing the state maybe... Oh, well, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that high. That was at the height of it, there was 350,000. It's probably getting, getting yeah. an average, like, yeah. you know, so it's probably costing the government maybe 80 million a week on, like, uh, the toll. Yeah. But then you've got, like, um, the Apple's tax that's sitting in the bank. Ah, yeah. Yeah, but with the greatest respect, right, whatever about the Apple's tax sitting in the bank and, and all the other companies, Starbucks and all the rest, and paying small amounts of tax, corporation tax, they're employing a lot of people. So that's 6,000 people that, Apple employ in this uh, country who I, I are now... Cal- I don't buy into that. Um, ah, well, so well hang on. They're still one of the highest taxpayers in the country, by the way. When you take into consideration income tax, PRSI, employers, PRSI, uh, they employ 6,000 people who are not on the dole. So you have to take all those con- things well, into consideration. Like, like they use that in over yeah, like you know that. I know. Like, I'm I'm not suggesting it's right that people get big reductions in corporation tax. Of course they it. shouldn't. But in saying that, you know, we have to be thankful that all these multinational companies are here and employing quite a lot of people. I think the other way, now, they should be thankful as well. Like where I'm living in Cork, their office computers have their base. Yeah, they don't care. They'd move out of here tomorrow. But that's the exact same as every other multinational. If they got a, if they got a better deal, they'll move out of here tomorrow. Exactly. Like they're they're handing people like three, six, nine months contracts. You know, at minimum wage. Yeah. So like, hold up, hold up well, they're not all at minimum wage in these companies. But but get, getting back to what we're talking about, Robert, would you object to a decreasing social welfare system? No. Okay, so you think it's a, you think the system is a good a new suggested system where it decreases well, over time? What are you going to do? It's not just as easy as decreasing that system. Now there has to be a whole another kind of thing that takes place at the same time. Like you know. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Actually, Stephen, if you could stay with me too. Uh, the number is 87 All right, just before I come to Sinead, Stephen, uh, just give you a right to reply on this. That Egypt has been on the air for the last nine years on your show, Niall. It's all well and good for him. He's never been at work. He works in the tech industry and obviously has friends in high places to keep him in work. He, all he ever does is give out about people on the dole. Well, no, I, I generate my own income. I work in the private sector. My customers keep me in business because I provide a good service. And this reform actually will give people more money if they lose their job. It will help people. It becomes a proper safety net. One other thing I have to mention quickly is what was often mentioned in a uh, corporation tax. I just tweeted it there to you. On a per capita basis, Ireland brings in about €2,200 in corporation tax. That's more than twice what the UK does and four times what Spain does. So the corporate sector does contribute approximately double what um, it does in most other European countries. And most of these, I, mean, I, I was looking at a list there a while ago, most of these tech companies, although getting away lightly when it comes to, uh, to corporation tax, do pay the highest tax in this country in income tax. Uh, yeah, 60% so, of our corporation tax comes from the multinationals. And as you said, most of the people they employ pay huge amounts of income tax from PRSI. Okay, so, and if they lose their job, they only get the same 203, and that's not fair. <laughs> no, and it's going to cost the taxpayer more money then. But Sinead, you're in Ireland's classic kids. Sinead, you know, a system, changing the system of the social welfare whereby it decreases over time if you're out of work longer. Would it be a good idea? Yes. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, my 
brothers and sisters have lost their jobs over their lifetime. And, um, you know, it's not the same, you know, if you're out there working, paying your PRSI, paying your taxes, and then you're on the dole and you're getting the same as other people who have never contributed. Yeah. Like, what, there's no incentive. There's no fairness in that, really, is yeah, there? Yeah, no, there is no fairness. So why are, you, why are you paying PRSI, so, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. and you, I mean, are you unemployed yourself at the moment? Are you working? No, I, I, when I texted in, I was just, you were talking to, I think, a guy called Tom, and he was saying that he went back and re... Um, did his master's his degree. Masters and all the rest, yeah. And I was just texted in saying that what, that kind of happened to me that when I got unemployed there a while back, that um, I have a doctorate, and I couldn't find a job. Nobody was willing what was, to hire What was your doctorate in? Uh, biological sciences. Okay, okay. Um, so I was, but I applied for, like every other kind of job because the other guy was telling Tom to go and apply for anything. I applied for so many different types of jobs and basically I was told I was overqualified. Um, they weren't willing to offer me the job because they didn't believe I would stay in the job. Okay, because you were too so qualified. <laughs> too qualified. I'd be bored and I was like, I don't really care. I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> you have a mortgage to pay. I'll do anything. Um, but I, I find it really difficult. And in the end, I actually just took it off my CV. So you dumbed, I, you dumbed down your CV just to get the yeah. job. I yeah. get you. I get you. Yeah, I understand. I, yeah. I would understand why you did it. But you got a job. Maybe not the one you wanted initially, obviously, but you got a job, I assume. I did. I, I got a job. And actually, I went back and did more studies to totally change my career. And that's what I'm in now. But well, is it, well, isn't that what life is all about, adapting? I think that's why people are having a bit of a go. And I'm saying, look, he's a qualified carpenter. He has a master's in sales and business. I get that. But, you know, t- needs must. And if you need to put food on the table and you need to have a job, you know, and contribute, well, I suppose you just take a job at what you can get for the time being. Yeah, but I suppose that is true. But at the same time, sometimes it's just really hard. You're, you've gone through all this trouble to retrain and you want to now work oh, in your new job and you can't get one because... Now, well, I mean, it's like, I mean, you, you, could say, Sinead, you could say that about most of the students who go to college in this country, because many of them yeah. are, you know, qualified, be it as doctors or whatever it is, or technicians or software engineers. Well, software engineers get a job anywhere in the world at the moment. But in saying that, they end up having to leave the country to get a job because it's we're a small little country. We don't have a job for everybody, unfortunately, yeah. or a job that everybody wants, should I say. We will have a job for everybody, but not that everybody wants. But I mean, so you might have to leave the country anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, God, we, we have a culture of that, you know. I know. Um, That's because we're a small country. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I do agree with that. I mean, a lot of people go abroad, get some experience, and then come home and, you know, use that experience here. And I mean, that benefits us. You know, there is an awful lot uh, of that going on, mm-hmm. especially with graduates and and other professionals. Um, but just but finally, I, finally to both of you very quickly uh, Sinead first uh, what about this text coming in of people saying we're having a go with people on long term social welfare it's not fair they're generally people who are unskilled uneducated and sadly can't get a job and might have been on the dole for 10 or 20 years I mean um, do you accept well, there's that? There's loads of jobs out there that you don't need skills for I mean I've worked in O'Brien Sandwich Bar I've worked in coffee shops in, in my day, I worked in Charpusters. is no longer there anymore. But, I you know remember I mean? well, I, yeah. I, I worked loads of different types of jobs. That so that's, a, so that's an excuse for. as far as you're concerned? Pardon? It's just an excuse. Yes. I okay, mean, Stephen, I, I would definitely you? see some okay. of that, yeah. Thank you, Sinead. Stephen, no you, would say, you would say the same thing. It's just an excuse. Absolutely. I mean, yes, there may be some particular hard cases or individuals or individual reasons. But as I said earlier, any, there are so many opportunities to upskill. And as the other lady said... 
there are plenty of jobs we don't need skills. There's also plenty of jobs you can become an apprentice. Okay, well, okay, one more, just one more quick text because I've only got 30 seconds here. Um, it's all well and good for everybody else on the radio talking about this. I work, or I, I'm unemployed at the moment. And uh, with the allowances that I get and my social welfare, unfortunately, in my position, uneducated and unskilled, I would never get a job earning that much money. So that's just that highlights everything that's wrong with the social welfare system. It should be a safety net, not a way of life. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, Stephen. Thank you, Sinead. Thank you, everybody else who got involved in that conversation. Now, that man, the excuse he's giving you is the excuse he gives to his wife. Because every time the wife asks him, why are you not finding job? He gives out the same excuses. Now, he's run out of those excuses. He wants to give it to you so that you can back it up and say that there are no jobs for him. He's lying. It's life. Yes, it is. And Richie says, by the way, if you create a subset of, po- of the population solely reliant on the government for income, housing, health care, um, you create a class of people utterly subservient to the state whose vote can be predicted. Of course, they will vote for the socialists. If you create an independent population uh, for whom the most part rely upon themselves, you create a state subservient to the people. It is in the interests of the political class to maintain a compliant subset who rely on the state. It is in the interest of the people to rise above this. And he's right. He's got a really good point here. The more that people are relying on the state, the more people will vote for those who put them, who give them those benefits. You know, these kind of socialist parties, generally speaking. Uh, now, let me just go to Christy if I can. Christy, you're an Ireland's classic hits. Christy, just kind of half related to the topic we talked about before the break, which was social welfare. Um, you've got an issue going on at the moment. Maybe you could explain it to us. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, all right. Uh, my daughter, who's disabled, uh, she has Down syndrome, and uh, she's been on disability, full disability since she's 16. And How old is she now? 11. How old is she now? She's 24 now. Okay. And her and a lot of our friends from our uh, Down syndrome community in the centre she's in have got letters from the Social Welfare Services offices um, looking for, they're saying now that they're starting to means test the disability levels. Right. But they want they want to know my information, my PPS, my number, my income, my source of income. My yeah, yeah, so in other words, they're for a, state, wife. a statement of means, yeah. 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 And uh, uh, like I just think they're going after vulnerable people now because all the money is actually used up with the COVID. Oh, right. to okay. Catch back money from people that shouldn't be now, touched at all. I don't I don't disagree in principle with the idea of means testing, right? Um, generally mm. no, I don't believe I, I'm assuming, Christy, you're not a multi millionaire by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm not, no. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, don't, you know, if you're a Rockefeller and you had a daughter who had Down syndrome, there's probably little reason for you to be claiming money off the state. And like, so yeah. I can understand from that point of view why you know means testing might be a thing to do. But if you haven't been means tested before and all of a sudden they're doing it now, it seems very odd. Yeah, yeah. It's just ourselves and a lot of our friends in the Down syndrome community have got these letters in the last week. Mm-hmm. But we've never got a letter before since, since she's, before she was 16, she was on the domiciliary care allowance. Yeah, but the, when when you, you go from well, when sixteen, yeah, well, domiciliary is not means tested, and then you go from domiciliary when they're sixteen years of age to disability, isn't it? I think, yeah, and that yeah. is means tested generally. Yeah, now it? we don't get carers around. We don't claim carers around. Like yeah, they told us we're not we're not entitled to it. You know, I mean, we just I can't understand that either because we're looking after twenty four hours a day too. But and have you ever been? Because I I thought maybe I was wrong in thinking this that disability allowances were means tested when you're still living as a dependent with somebody else. I thought they were means tested. Uh, unless that's changed or something like that. Have you ever been means tested before? 
No, no, we just filled out the paperwork when she, as I said, when she turned 16. Yeah, and, she got and that her, was it. Her yeah. medical card and our disability allowance then. Yeah, well, and, at uh, least she got a medical yeah. card. So some aren't even getting that, yeah. Well, I, I mean, she was all out of trouble about that a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, with she Kenny. had one since she was about two years of age, we were told. But yeah. uh, the same, just on the same principle, she wanted to know my earnings, my wife's earnings, the whole lot. And every time I went and applied for it, they said, we need to know your information. I said, this is nothing to do with my daughter. Yeah. Well, I, you know I, I mean? I'm if hoping... It, it's nothing to do with us, so we're not filling out any form. So we didn't bother. But then automatically when she became 16, yeah, then they gave her one then, you know? I, well, I, like from 2 to 16, we were paying GPs, paying medical all over the place, right? getting mm. tests done, different speech, language tests, all that. Yeah, you should get Which all that back, by the way, if you ask me. You should, well, you don't. Yeah, you I don't. Know, you know. Look like, as you know yourself. Yeah. But I just think it's a bit strange. I think now they're going trying to recoup money that they spent on the COVID and, and I know they spent a lot of money and we're all thankful for everything they've done throughout the COVID but I think they're picking on the wrong people like old people and yep. vulnerable people and people with disabilities like you Yeah, know, there's other people out there you can pick on if you really want to get money there's wealthy people yeah, out there like you can the, pick I mean, on yeah. in, in all honesty whatever my daughter's entitled to she's entitled to so yeah. it's like whatever I earn it shouldn't have nothing to do with it no no. You know, she's living at home, we're paying we're paying for her, we're looking after her. You know, if we put my daughter in a in a state place tomorrow, a community. It would cost the state tomorrow, money. Yeah. It would cost the state eighty seven thousand a year. Mm-hmm. If she was you know, in, if she was in residential two, care. Yeah. Two hundred and three a week yeah. a week on disability. That's uh, that's quite you know I mean? it's quite strange that they're doing this. And maybe by the way, if anybody else listening is in the same situation or you've recently received a letter, we'd like to hear from you as well, because it is quite strange that they're suddenly doing it yeah. if they haven't been doing it all along. Plus, um, they said if we don't if we don't fill out all the information and send them all the pertaining documentation uh, to we said me we and the whole lot they they'll uh, stop the payment within, within three weeks. It's no, no I, all I'm saying is if you do fill out the documentation, I'm assuming you're still probably entitled to it, right? But yeah, uh, yeah. as I said, you're not you're not Rockefeller, and I can understand to some degree why means testing is important in all factors when it comes to social welfare payments because you don't want to be giving money to somebody who doesn't actually need it. I mean, because there are very wealthy people out there who shouldn't get the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? but when I rang them up, you see, you know, they, they, they put a number on it and said, "Any queries, this lady." can be contacted she's a deciding officer so I rang the number and uh, another lady answered me and I said can I speak to this certain woman and she said sorry she's not contactable on the phone and I said well this lady told me in the letter if I have any queries regarding this matter I contact her on this number Yeah. and she said no she said uh, but like my daughter is, has Down syndrome I said like, do they not understand if you look at a chart that she's going to have this for life, I said, unless somebody has found a cure for Down syndrome in the last few months that no one told me about. <laughs> yeah. And she said, well, I don't know. Um, you just have to fill it out. Regard, it doesn't matter what disability. I said, but like, it's not that she's been out sick or she broke her arm or anything like that. she's going to get better like, tomorrow, yeah. It's, yeah. A lifelong, it's a lifelong thing. Like, do you yeah, not have it doesn't a, change. It's system whereby you know what well, these people are long-term for life disability. On, the, on disability benefit, and these people are only on temporary or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. she said, oh, well, I can't answer that. She said, and uh, you can't talk to anyone. They just have to fill out the form and send it back in. Yeah, I, see, I am looking here. It says here, disability allowance is a means-tested payment. To get the allowance, your total as, uh, assessed means must be below a certain amount. Now, I don't know what the... Oh, it, it does say here exactly what the certain amount is. The main items that count are as follows. Cash income that you or your spouse, civil partner, cohabited may have. Uh, capital, for example, the value of your savings. Yeah, all those that millions you have in the bank, by the way, you're in trouble yeah, now. Yeah. Investment shares and property you may have other than your own home. Yeah. However, the first 50,000 of any capital you have is not taken into account. 
Uh, more well, information. They're saying spouse or partner. She hasn't got a spouse. She hasn't got a partner. No, no. Now no, he wants, no, wants a parent's information as well. Yeah, but I think it'll be your spouse and partner as well. I think it's just because you're basically, she's a, she's a dependent. Um, she is dependent on you. So it's your spouse and partner. So it'll be your income, your spouse and partner's income, and then any other kind of investments or shares you might have or properties other than your own home, by the way. Um, so I, they do take it into consideration, but I don't think it'll change the payment you're getting. I suppose they're yeah. just looking for information, aren't they? Really? You know yeah. I mean? No, I just, I just think it's, I just think it's a bad, bad. No, it is. I, no, point, I, you know I mean, I mean? Just to come out, to come out of the blue at, at this particular time, it's probably bad timing. And yeah. I, I completely. And I mean, it's weird. addressed to her. I mean, she can't even fill out a, a form or any information herself. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, she doesn't understand it. No, you of, know? Course so. of course she doesn't. All right, well, look, Christy, keep on. Christy, keep us in touch, and let us know how you get on, will you? I will indeed, yes. Thanks for taking the call, No problem, man. If anybody else, by the way, is in the same situation as Christy and you received a form very recently, <clears throat> pardon me, we'd like to hear from you in relation to disability payments you might be getting for a daughter or son or a dependent and all of a sudden they they want to means test it. Uh, please let us know. Uh, the number is 87 Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.